and welcome to the Inspired Jewish Woman Podcast. I absolutely love and value that you are here with us right now, and I hope you will hear something on today's episode that will touch your heart and soul in a beautiful way. Enjoy the podcast. Hi, everyone. Welcome back for another powerful conversation. Today, I am sitting with Roz Smith. She's sitting here in the flesh. So it's extra special to literally be having tea with a very dear friend at this point. Roz. Hi, Roz. I'll start by explaining who this unique, beautiful, talented woman is that's sitting in front of me. Roz is originally from South Africa. She is a gallery exhibiting artist living and working in the Chicagoland area of Illinois. She specializes in vibrant abstracts and abstract florals, and most recently in Judaica artwork. Hey, Roz, how you doing? I'm very well. How are you? Doing great. There's so much to say about Roz. Roz is a mother of three children and has been living, how long have you been living in the U.S.? 20 years. Okay. Well, I'm so grateful. I actually met Roz November 2019 in Israel. Like whoever would have thought we'd be sitting together two years later in person and living in the same city. I had no idea what was about to, the turns that my life was about to take. But I met Roz on a momentum trip to Israel. And I think we really just clicked. Yeah. I don't know exactly how it happened, but... Well, you heard my accent and you told Mm -hmm. me you were married to a South African. Yeah. And then... uh... That's always a good connection to have. I do have a real strong appreciation and love for South Africans. I'm so grateful to my mother-in-law and father-in-law for raising my husband the way that they did. And I just think that there's something special in South Africans. There's just a special, like almost like a sensitivity, a, a real decency. Yeah. So it's hard to explain to Americans what it's like in South Africa, but South African Jews, most of them just call themselves traditional. Yeah. Right. And they're yeah. just like, there's, a very strong value that they hold about their Jewishness and their kids know it. And it's kind of like a strong community and it's unique. It's unique compared to the rest of the world, as far as the intermarriage rates and the assimilation, you don't see that in South Africa as much as we see it in the rest of the diaspora. Mm -hmm. So South Africa is holding on strong. Okay. So we're going to jump right in. Where should we start? Should we go back to that trip? Yes. That initial meeting. So I have worked for sale at a store in downtown Chicago called The Guild. Okay. And they had an opening night and nothing really sold. And that was like in July. And then when we touched down in Israel, I switched on my phone and there was a text from the owner saying that I'd just sold my first two paintings. Oh, wow. So that was the start of so the trip. So much excitement. Yeah, it was like good luck already. The trip was very emotional for me because I lost my father in June that year. And it was a very healing trip. I felt very connected to him there because the last time I'd been in Israel, I was seven and I was with my whole family. And as you know, I cried everywhere we went. We all cry on this trip. Katie said to me, here come the waterworks. They were beautiful tears. They were healing. There was this connection that you felt. And 
I just remember you getting up on the bus and sharing about your father. And it sounded like he was a giant of a man, a mensch in every way. And the fact that you were able to take this experience and to almost walk with him through the entire trip. Yeah. It was a gift for all of us to see and to kind of attach ourselves to that. Even though it was a little bit embarrassing on my crying. But anyway, <laughs> I did heal. I did heal. Mm. I mean, I came back and the crying stopped. Yeah. But then what started was the painting that I wanted to hold on to the trip. So being an artist, I expressed my feelings from the trip and everything I saw and my memories through my art. So I painted the Aishat Chayel which was my first lot. And a friend of, I met this friend of mine from Washington that right. last night, you know, when everybody comes together, I saw oh. this friend of mine that I knew from Potomac. It was just so wonderful to see an old friend. And when we got back home and I painted the Asia Kyle and I posted it on Facebook or somewhere, she got hold of me and she said, I want to buy that painting. Oh, wow. She said, I never had time to buy anything on the trip because we were Mm. so busy all the time. I want to buy this painting to remind me of the trip. And it really was everything about the trip. Because you basically took what you saw, what you experienced, what you learned, and you channeled it into your work. Right. So those first few paintings after the trip, you want to describe what they... Well, first of all, the Asia Kyle had a blue background because it was that spat blue. Mm. Like that blue. The sky. It's like... That is a particular blue, just Mm. like Jerusalem is Jerusalem stone. You know, that is Mm. the epitome. And then there were certain like lecturers or leaders like you. Speakers. Speakers that made such an impression Mm. on me. So that's why I painted Eve. Mm. I love that. And she's very colorful. So I did this Jewish learning in honor of my father because apparently... I was told that if you do Jewish learning and charity in your first year of mourning, mm-hmm. then it elevates the soul. Right. So my Jewish learning was learning about all these names mm. and what they meant. And um, it was very interesting. Wow. So one of the most powerful parts for many people, it's hard to pinpoint like what the most powerful moment is for all the women. There's 22,000 alumni of the Momentum trip. So I'm sure everyone has their moments. Yeah. But for many, the naming ceremony, yes, which we do in the desert, we do it like, you know, we're sitting in a Bedouin tent and it's like just gorgeous. You see like the rolling hills behind the women and we're giving many women their Jewish name. Yeah. It for some reason that is the highlight for many. And it just opens people's souls to mm. the power of a name. And who's ever put too much thought to their name and to their namesake. But all of a sudden, we're talking about how a name is a very powerful part of your essence. Mm-hmm. And it's um, divinely inspired. So I think that's what got you started. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know like how important Hebrew name was. I mean, not many people even know what the Hebrew name means. I know. Like, I didn't know that Shoshana means rose, but Vered is also rose. Mm-hmm. And I started Googling, you know, Hebrew names and I learned so much. Who were the first four biblical women that you painted? Well, I don't know if they were necessarily biblical. The first ones were people that I met on the trip. So it was you and it was Elisheva. The queen of (laughs) Spat. And then Pamela. 
Camila yeah. Clemen, who's also wow. She was just like, oh, <laughs> just like a princess. Beautiful. When I was at the wall and I turned around and I saw this princess, she was dressed so beautifully with this elegant turban on her head. And I love the fabric of these headscarves. Yeah. So that's why I painted all my women with a headscarf on. It became like a theme. Right. Because also the covering of the head to be modest, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, so married women, Orthodox or observant yeah. women will cover their hair from the time they get married. Yeah. And for some, it could be, you know, it could be boring or it could be an expression of your, you know, style. Yeah. Right. It really could take on a life of its own. And it could be a lot of fun. So you yes. were exposed to that. You yes. saw that in yes. action. I mean, you probably saw me in a headscarf. Ellie Shava only wears headscarves. Colorful. Colorful. Uh, some of them are like tall. Yes. And some women wear like kind of like a pillow under their scarf. It's called a bobo. It's like a volumizer. Yeah. I'm yeah. going to have to show you one upstairs after this. Yeah, Pamela wore that. Yeah. Just gorgeous. And I love colors and fabric. And I used to make headscarves, like right. silk ones I just fell in love were you ever exposed to that before coming on this trip like did you know that there was a whole world of headscarf wearers out there in the Jewish world I think subconsciously I did because African ladies cover Mm. their heads and wear scarves so I think in the back of my mind I had that also in Mm. mind with African fabrics and colors and that kind of thing I mean, I've, I've seen religious women, but I'd never seen those big bobo ones. Yeah. It was just like mind-blowing. That's amazing. Wow. Okay. So where do we go from here? We were definitely speaking a lot about your dad on this trip. Yes. And from the stories that you shared with me, your dad was like an outstanding gynecologist. Yeah. He delivered thousands of babies. And what I loved when you were sharing about your dad, and I remember some of the stories that you shared in Israel, because we spoke a lot on that trip. We we took walks together and we sat together. And I remember you sharing that your father was your biggest cheerleader from the time you were a little kid. And his office always proudly hung all of your artwork. So, So tell me what it was like to come back from this trip, this experience that you had, that you felt your father so closely to you. And coming back and taking all the inspiration and what pushed you forward to put that inspiration onto canvas? So what happened was, Ali and David said to me, in order to elevate his soul, I must do Jewish charity and learning. So I said to Ali, like, why must I go work in a soup kitchen? So she said, no, you must use your art for good. So I thought, well, how am I going to use my art? Hmm. And then I came up with this idea called the Shabbat Shalom Art Project. And where I posted a Jewish lady every Friday. And this was in the beginning of COVID. And just to, and the bright, joyful colors just cheered people up. And every week, my friends would be looking forward to a new Shabbat lady. And it kept me really busy. Because every morning I'd go down and paint. And I posted on Instagram and then one day I got an Instagram message from a rabbi in St. Lucia in the Caribbean. And he said, I saw your Shabbat ladies on the internet. I want to use them on a little candle box. And I don't know what he was talking about. And he said, well, 
when the cruise ships come in, mm. we go to the cruise ships and we give them a challah, the Jewish people, on a Friday night, and a little box of tea lights, but it's in a beautiful box. Mm. And inside is the prayer and mm, a little so note beautiful. card, whatever. So I said, so you want to buy the painting? So he said, no, no, I just want to use it on the box. So I said, okay, well, I'll donate the image to you. Mm-hmm. But if you could write in loving memory of Dr. Jules mm. Lee inside on that little note card. So he said, yes, of course I will. So what was so special and meaningful to me is that my dad's name and is going all over the world and people are lighting candles. In his merit. Yeah. And that's exactly what you were looking for. And it right. literally knocked on your door. Right. So there was no exchange of money. It was just... For the sake of the mitzvah. Yeah. That's so beautiful. And to me, that means more than anything. And Roz, this is something that I really love about you. You're just like, what you see is what you get. And you want to do things for meaningful purposes. You're looking to make a difference in the world. When you put together your Instagram posts and your Facebook posts and you do these videos and you send something out before Shabbat, it's so just to spread love yes. and to spread good cheer and positivity, like the bright colors of your paintings. And it's beautiful. And it's not to sell your work. I mean, maybe it would be nice to sell a few along the way, but I really think that you have very high ulterior motives. Like you just want to work for God and bring a lot of good cheer into the world. Well, I also want to spread the light. Mm. And I don't know if it was you who told me or Ali, but when you take one flame and you light another flame, it doesn't diminish from the first flame. So for me, sharing my art and my Shabbat ladies and my Jewish artwork, it's just lighting up the world. Right. You even mentioned that like part of your goal is to make these posts ready and available for people to share them yes and you even mentioned that like someone actually shared one using their name taking the credit and although it might have bothered you it didn't because you just want it to be shared and that's where you really know that it's not for your own honor or it's not for your pocket it's for a higher level of meaning and purpose in this world yeah and i do have free downloadable shabbat shalom graphics on my website mm. that people can take them and use them as screensavers or post them on shabbat That's so beautiful oh. i don't think i've really told enough yeah people we, should about get, it. we should get that out there yeah absolutely. i'm very blessed because in my little office my working space i have two not one but two of your beautiful paintings one of them is the original eve that you made that first one after our trip and the other one, that was actually a cool story. Yeah. You, I don't even know how it, how did it come about? You showed it to me and I was so, like, that's amazingly gorgeous. Like it was screaming my name. And then you told me what it was named, which was Bela. Yeah. Bela. And I said, you know, that's my middle name. I never use my middle name. My English middle name is Beatrice. I never, never told anyone that. So shh, to all the people <laughs> listening, don't ever, ever mention that. I always had an issue with my middle name. But the Bela is a beautiful Jewish name that I never utilized. And I even, you know, talk about meanings and stuff like that. I had to ask my mother two weeks ago when yeah. you gave it to me, yeah. who was I named for? Who was Bela? Yeah. And it was my grandmother, my Bobby Gutta's sister who right. perished in the Holocaust. And I'm so grateful that you brought that awareness to me. Yeah. And Bela is also a name that was similar to Bilha, which was one of the four of the mothers of the tribes. So it was very meaningful. And 
we're students of life, right? We're always learning more and more about ourselves, about the world, about our Judaism. So that was, thank you. Thank you. That was a gift. Not only the gift of it hanging in my office, but the gift of knowing another part of myself. You're welcome. Then I had another beautiful experience was also by Instagram. I got a message from a Robertson in New York, in Brooklyn, to say she saw my Shabbat lady on Instagram or wherever, and she wanted to know if she could use it to post to get women to light candles on a Friday night because a friend of hers daughter had cancer Mm. and she wanted to encourage more women to light candles in honor of this little girl. Wow. So you can tell your listeners, you know, how you connect with Hashem when you're lighting candles and how powerful it is. So I made her a little video using my Shabbat lady and encouraging people to light candles. That's so beautiful. And um, we formed a connection. Mm. It was just a beautiful little thing that I did for her. And then I sent a box of my Jewish lady cards to her. And she took them to the little girl in hospital mm. with a challah. Wow. How and many of your women, well, what do you call them? Shabbat ladies. Your Shabbat ladies, Jewish your ladies. Jewish ladies. How many do you have, by the way? A lot. I haven't like, counted them. Actually. Well over 10. Yeah. It doesn't have to be an exact number, but how many of them have candles in the picture, in the background, in the front? At least eight. Right. You know, it's interesting because like, it's a picture of a woman. So much of it is screaming Jewish woman, right? From the headscarf to the candles to colors. I don't know. What else makes it Jewish? Are there any? Well, it's not necessarily Jewish as there's no Hebrew writing. And the name can be changed. Mm. Like they've been sold at the store downtown called the Guild. Mm-hmm. Now, Emily isn't Jewish, the owner, but she says she wants to sell them because all people are drawn to them mm. and everybody loves candles. So it appeals to masses, not just Jewish people. But yes, I mean, I intended them to be Shabbat candles, mm. but... I guess it's left up to the interpretation. Right, exactly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So here's a question for you. And I know the answer, but I'd love for you to talk to the question of if you see yourself as a spiritual woman, Mm -hmm. I mean, you're not an observant woman. Discuss a little bit of like your rituals, your Jewish rituals. Right. Well, I latch about candles every week and obviously do all the Jewish holidays and As you know, South African Jews are very traditional. But the spiritualism with the art is, I kind of feel it's like a meditation when I paint. And the creativity is like channeled through me. I'm just a vessel. And like these Jewish ladies are not painted from photographs or I don't look at anything. I just stand in front of the canvas and start painting. So I'm just as surprised when I see the outcome as you are or anybody else. Wow. Do you ever close your eyes and meditate? Or is there, uh, I don't know, words of a prayer that you say before? Not necessarily. I just get into like a zone and it just flows. But when you look at the faces of my woman, they look spiritual. Like I especially make the eyes closed because they're praying. And I've got this thing where I have them closing not all closed the eyes but a lot of them are 
where the face is very serene and she's praying and yet the background is wild and colorful and things are going on. But if you look at the woman, you wouldn't know that there's all this going on around her because she's busy praying and she's connected and it Mm. doesn't matter what's happening in the world. This is her time to connect Mm. with Hashem. That's so beautiful. That's amazing. So that's my interpretation. It's just amazing how when you use your talents, it's actually a spiritual endeavor, right? You are literally connecting to the gifts that God gave you. And someone like you that could take, you know, just a talent. uh, You've painted other things also, right? In in your past. I've painted many different things. Right. I I do abstracts. I do florals. I do. This was just one series that Mm. I did. I mean, I couldn't go on forever. Mm. But I mean, I did join the American Guild of Judaic Art. I mean, I am on their website. So I am a Judaic artist. But You never would have thought in a million years (laughs) that you'd be up there. But that's what happens when you dream big and you do something for the right reasons. I have this saying, this Jewish saying, it's like, goes like this. B'shem Hashem na'aseh v'natzliach. When you do something for the sake of God, it will be successful. Yeah. And that's what I feel happened over here. Like, you know, you just got started you wanted to get involved. You wanted to bring meaning and goodness to the world. And before you know it, you're like, there was a write-up in the newspaper about you. Tell us about that. Well, I was in Judaica in the spotlight, which is another online Instagram thing. There's a whole interview and what about is, that magazine that we oh, had? Oh, the Sheridan Road magazine. Sheridan yeah. Road. That was a big deal. That was that a was beautiful a write-up. And yeah. Yeah. I'm so grateful that you give a shout-out to the L'Chaim Center because yeah. that's also another one of your beautiful initiatives that you let us use your beautiful artwork to warm up our walls and to bring so much good energy into our space. We have how many, many of your mm. beautiful, large pieces making it just the most beautiful space. I love coming to work every day because and, I just walk in and I smile because it's and, gorgeous. And also when they sell, 18% will go to the Lechaim Center. That's amazing. That's so, so kind of high. Yeah, I love it. I love it. And then there's one other thing that I want to mention is, so the trip was in November and then I started painting. And then in January, I got a phone call from a friend of mine that works at, Bariah Synagogue Mm -hmm. down the road here. And she said, every two years we have an art fair and it's really difficult to get into. And one of the artists has pulled out. Mm. Can we use your Judaic art? Will you come and have a stall or a stand? That was like, I couldn't say no because it was. Did it happen already? Yeah, it happened, you know, before. January after our trip, 2020. Wow. Wow. And there I was exhibiting in a Judaic art fair. That's amazing. (laughs) I'd been painting Judaic art for two months. Oh, wow. So that that was so amazing. That was a sequatishet. I'll tell you just something. I know you get really emotional when we talk about your dad. And, you know, I was very close with my grandmothers. I talked about them a lot also. I happened to be, I was in Portland when my first grandmother passed away. It was like three years ago. And Adrian Gold, do you remember Adrian yeah, from our trip? Yeah. So Adrian happened to be in town. I had brought her in to speak to my ladies in Portland. And she was with me when I got the call that my grandmother passed away. And she said to me, I wish I remembered her exact words, but something more or less that told me, you will see that now that your grandmother is up there in the, yeah. in the world above, 
you are going to be so much more powerful. Yeah. We'll see. Your grandmother is going to be pulling strings up in heaven, making lots of commotion to make sure that you get your stuff done down here. And yeah. I feel that that is what happens with you. It's so true. It's not natural what happened. It was the trip reconnected you to your father and then things just took off. Yeah. I think what pushed me is that I did it in his honor. So it wasn't for me, it was for him. If I had done it for me, I would have been all shy and embarrassed and whatever. But the first painting I ever put on Facebook, I was like, oh, daddy, I'm so embarrassed. Everyone's going to see. And he said, nonsense. You show the world what you can do. Mm. Yeah. When I started, I didn't make it about me. I made it in his memory. And that gave me the strength and the courage to put it out there. I feel you and I see you, sister. (laughs) It's hard to put yourself out there Yeah, in a world that is not always so kind, not always so generous, not always so, I don't know, sensitive. It's hard for people that might be a little shy, a little Mm -hmm. like, ah, it's scary, but you keep at it. And I must say, I'm proud of you because I've seen how much you've grown over the last two years and it should continue to grow all your holy endeavors. And I can't wait to see where you go next with all this stuff. Yeah, Uh, me too. I know. (laughs) Okay, so I think we're going to close up this great conversation, but I'm encouraging all of our listeners to go and check out your website. Will you tell us where to find you? RoslynSmith.com, but it's R-O-S-L-Y-N-E-S-M-I-T-H.com. And then on Instagram, it's Roslyn Smith Art, which is R-O-S-L-Y-N-E. S-M-I-T-H, art. And then my Facebook is Rosalind Lieb Smith and the Shabbat Shalom Art Project. And is that like you could hashtag that? that? Hashtag and it's all one word. And that's a separate page. And that is a separate page where I do a different Shabbat graphic. Yeah. And I am highly suggesting all the Jewish women out there to follow you because it really gives you a boost. It truly, truly does. Like just to see a beautiful image as you're ready to go into Shabbat that says Shabbat Shalom. Like it just kind of, it's nice to have these images when the world is so filled with like, you know, toxic things. It's just nice to like, ah, we're almost there. Right. But also I want it to be shared on WhatsApp because every Friday, I don't know if they do it here, but from Australia and from South Africa, Mm -hmm. I get a Shabbat Shalom from my family and friends. Mm -hmm. And it's usually a little picture. Mm -hmm. And Somebody told me that they saw somebody using my thing, my Shabbat Shalom, and I was honored. I I wasn't angry. So I want people to take my ladies and share them on a Friday in their WhatsApp groups. Wow. I mean, it would be nice to give me credit, but but it feels good. You'd love for it to be shared. Okay, so I'm going to have to go check out how I could download the images for screensavers and stuff like that. It's on my website. Okay, great. Your artwork is beautiful. You, you are beautiful. Thank and you. you're truly a gift to the world Thank and to you. my world and to the Lachaim Center and to, you know, the North Shore, <laughs> Chicago. Okay, I'm going to go on and on. We're going to say goodbye over here. Thank you so much for coming on. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you all for joining us. And we'll see you again soon next time. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for being a part of our community. There is so much more coming your way. Stay tuned and have a great inspired day.